For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to SEC Basketball Reaction from games of Friday, November 17th. I'm your host, Chris Lee, with my co-host, Blake Lovell. Going to break down a few games that happened Saturday, or excuse me, Friday night. First of all, a reminder, our show is presented by BetOnline, the last of the major pro sports leagues. It's off and rolling. College basketball is ready to go as well. BetOnline remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests, NFL college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Blake, let's start here. Best basketball team in the state of Arkansas is who? Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> it's Arkansas, right? Man, I mean, if you, you, if you already... just watched one game last night, I'm I'm, I'm kidding, mm. folks. I'm kidding. But wow. my, my goodness, that that was a that that was nearly two stunners involving Arkansas teams, and and uh, certainly the one that happened at Fayetteville. I mean, Eric Muscle. All, all kidding aside. Eric Musselman tried to warn everybody, tried to warn his team, the, the triple Fs, all that. And then they go out and lose to UNC Greensboro. But by the way, not a bad UNC Greensboro team, but my goodness, it, all, all that talent that they have assembled, you cannot have that happen. Yeah, well, don't worry, everyone. We just we, we stopped the bus on the side of the road. The driver got up and said, sir out of here and everyone's just chasing chris off the bus right now just just throwing him <laughs> off kicking him out giving him the boot because he's trying to hop off the must bus i'm not i think this is yes a rare type of game that happens in fayetteville under eric musselman um i know arkansas fans are probably frustrated but if you really think about it what did we say on friday you said if i had a concern about certain things I said, I don't know if it's a full-blown concern. I said, but if you look at teams like Arkansas, Auburn, Alabama, maybe to a lesser extent at times, they're they're not defending very well right now. Um, and I said, I don't, I don't think it's a huge concern, but yet, you know, that's areas where you got to get better. Well, <laughs> you know, when you play a UNC Greensboro team, like you said, it's not a bad team at all. Uh, they're Mike Jones, a good coach. They're good enough to beat you when you're not at your best. Oh, and that's what happened for Arkansas. And so, yeah, I mean, it's very disappointing. Like, there's no other way to put it. Um, but Musk kind of said, I mean, it, this really was what would happen if they did not defend as well as, you know, they could have and allow other teams to just kind of do what they want offensively. Because, uh, what, they were down 15. And Greensboro hit nine threes. If you go back to it, what, Old Dominion hit 11 um and we said i mean this was a trend we talked about after what game two basically we said eh, you know 
whether it's defense, rebounding at times, those are things I know are a little frustrating right now. Um, you know, got to put it all together, got to work on that. But again, you just caught the wrong team at the wrong time who could come in and exploit some of those things. And that's what Greensboro did give them, you know, all the credit here. Uh, but yeah, Arkansas has got to get better at that if they're going to reach the potential in March that we think they can. And again, the good news is it's November and it is a rare type of loss for, from us at home in this kind of setting, but I, I'm not just overly concerned just yet. Sometimes in these games, there's, there's multiple things. And, and here's one thing that's kind of obvious. They were not hitting threes Four twenty-three. Oh, yeah. I think two of those came in the last two minutes. Uh, but I, I thought I watched them. I don't know if a sense of urgency is the right word or what, but I thought Greensboro got baskets that were easier than they should have been down the stretch. And, and Arkansas just didn't, I don't know if lethargic is the word or what, what label you would put on it, but it just looked off. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going four or 23 from three, we said, I mean, this team had already, what, I don't remember the stat I put out. They hit 12 in the first game. Seven the second game, eight in the third game. So they were shooting about whatever, 39% or something from three. If you go back to last year, they shot what, 31, yeah, 31.3%. So great start. But then you just come out like this was the the combination. It was not great defense. Um, it was giving up good shots on the perimeter that the other team made you pay for. And it's also just not making shots of your own. Like it was the ultimate combination, right? Like if you play a a lesser team you probably still win the game. It's sloppy, but you still win the game. But Greensboro is probably the best team they've played so far. So, um, you know, so, I mean, that again, it just kind of was not the setup that you needed to have that kind of game. And so, yeah, they obviously need to be able to hit shots from outside because we said that was one area that they have to improve in from last season. They had done that through three games, didn't do it in this game. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious to see what Arkansas fans think, which leave your comments. We know you guys chime in uh, here and, and let us know, you know, what your thoughts are after this kind of game. Uh, are you, I mean, I know you're frustrated, but are you just overly concerned or is this just another one of those bumps in the road, if you will, uh, along the path to where we think they can be come March? I, I give Eric Musman the benefit of the doubt at this point. How many times have we seen this happen? Now, this yeah. particular thing, we haven't seen it happen a lot, right? But we've talked about it. You know, one and five in the SEC last year, 0 oh and three the year before, two and four the year before that. Like, this is not that unusual. Or it, I mean, just overall, right? Like, again, like I said, the setting, I get it. But, yeah, I, I I'm not – Hey, will I rank Arkansas lower in the power rankings next week? Yes, just because they lost this game. But where we find out about this team, and this is where there is very little room for error now when you lose a game like this. Remember, their next four games, they're going to play Stanford, the battle for Atlantis. Then they're going to play Memphis or Michigan. Then they could have a matchup against North Carolina, Villanova, Texas Tech, Northern Iowa. Those are the next three games. And then what do you get as your welcoming home gift? You host Duke on the 29th. So, I mean, that's the bigger thing coming out of this mm. is they got to be better because there's multiple losses in there if they're not playing better uh, in those games. So, well, you, you got the feeling, listen to Eric Musselman, that he was trying to get his team's attention 
after that last one. And I guess the, if you look on the bright side for Arkansas, I, I don't think you'll have as much trouble getting his team's attention after that one. There, there's multiple segues here. This is, this is kind of what Arkansas has done, and that doesn't mean that it goes on forever. Maybe some years you just don't have a team that's as good as you think it is, and I don't think that's the case. I think you have too many established players who've played at high levels before for me to think, ah, oh, this, this team just stinks, and that's what it is. But as you point out, we've seen it before. Uh, this team, I, I saw Greensboro play against Vanderbilt. We're here in Nashville and saw that one uh, this week. Vanderbilt actually won that game, and that, that's a segue to where I'll go next for just a minute. But Greensboro's got a pair of fifth-year senior starting guards. All They've both been at Greensboro for five years, and they're twins. So those, those kids play basketball together a lot. Uh, this is a team with some older guys and and not a team that you want to run into when you're struggling to get the basics done, as, as Eric Musselman has articulated before. Um, yeah, I mean, this team had a near miss at Vanderbilt the other night. Uh, and speaking of Vandy, uh, Vanderbilt, again, just struggles with whatever's in front of it. Central Arkansas took the Commodores down to the last few seconds. Vandy survived in what would have been another disastrous loss for Jerry Stackhouse if it happened. He was a little touchy after the game in the press conference last night. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time un unpacking Vandy Central Arkansas, but I thought there was a good segue here from that one to this one. And, and also, same type thing. Jerry Stackhouse's teams just, for whatever reason, November, December, do not play well. And uh, we saw it again last night. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add on this one. I, I just, I don't even know, I guess, how to, look at some of these games because what every game they've played so far has been decided by seven Close. points or less. Um, three of those teams are 265, 265 or lower in Ken Palm. Um, you know, Presbyterian did lose their first game last night. They lost to Maine. Uh, so that snapped that streak. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess what I'll do on this one is I'll wait until everybody's back on the floor. And once yeah. they get their entire team out there, then I'll judge where they could wind up for now. Yes. It's not been pretty. Uh, I am, you know, I understand that everybody who's watched them understands that, but um, I, I am willing to just wait and see uh, what happens once they get Lawrence back, um, Bill and Lubin back and, and all that. So until then, I guess we, we figure it out. And of course they got NC state next Thursday, which is a, you know, significant step up in competition than what they've seen to this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's when you really have to start to turn it up because they've got, you know, kind of a sneaky non-conference schedule, right? Like they've got, I mean, Boston college is, I know they're three and O, which I, we'll see, you know, what they wind up looking like at the end of the season and the ACC and all that. But, uh, you know, San Francisco, that's, I think they've lost a couple games, but they're close. Uh, that's not a bad team by any means. You know, they've got Texas Tech in there. They go to Memphis in December. So, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's you got to get out of this non-conference schedule with as many wins as you can get. And you've already lost one that you shouldn't have. The rest of them have been close. So, um, yeah, we'll just see roster-wise what they look like over the next couple of weeks because that will tell us more than anything. So, All right. <laughs> and, and then there's the highlight of the night for the SEC. We talked about how – Florida needed to get Zion pulling back, and they got him back, and, and boy, did the Gators respond. He got 15 points in 28 minutes. 
Florida turns it over 20 times to Florida State's 10. But this game was a massacre from the beginning. I, I don't know how many times you see one Power 5 team beat another one by 21 points and lead by 30 at half with a, a, a 10 turnover yeah. deficit. But that, yeah. that is what happened when Florida's beat down on Florida State. There's a connection there uh, if anyone wants to find it in terms of how many times you see a power conference team do that to another one. But, um, yeah, I think it's – like I told you, they're, they're up what uh, – where were they up at halftime? Was it 30? 22. Yeah, 52-22. They had 11 turnovers at halftime or whatever um, in a half, and, and they're up 30. Like That's just a very rare occurrence. But, yeah, I mean, I listen – Anyone who's saying Zion pulling like the difference and said it, you can play the what if game all you want, but if they had him against Virginia, that's just a different game. Uh, and they're probably sitting here at four and zero right now. Cause I mean, he came off the bench, but he played 28 minutes, probably the best player on the floor overall, though. You know, I wouldn't take anything away from Walter Clayton who had a good game. Tyree Samuel at 15 too, just like pulling, but it's just having that other guy on the floor that can handle the ball. And that's like, we talked about going the season. Yeah, they started the two big guys, but think about the the variety and the options that you have of playing a Richard, Kugel, Clayton, and pulling together, or you can have two 6'10 guys or taller and Samuel and Han Logden. Um, yeah, I, I think this was very impressive. Now, this Florida State team, I mean, like we said, they've got size, but remember, this is also a team that won nine games last year, a very unusual uh, you know, kind of season for a Leonard, Leonard Hamilton coach team. So trying to sort of rebuild the momentum of the program. And this was a tough spot against a Florida team that, you know, like we said, had not played bad to this point by any means. They had every chance to beat Virginia and get one of their best players back. And so, yeah, this was huge for the Gators. They looked really good. And, I mean, they just continue to have 20 offensive rebounds, right? We talk about size. Like, you want to that rebound like of what, 15, 18, something like that? Well, and it's like – Think about the size both these teams have, and you know each each of them gets seventeen or more offensive rebounds. It's just wild to think. But like, hey, that's why you recruit size is to give you those extra opportunities. And so, Florida with twenty offensive rebounds, um, yeah, just nuts. I'm sure Todd Golden not thrilled with twenty turnovers. That's going to have to be corrected uh, when you play better teams, more complete teams. But yeah, Gators look good right now, um, and I I think again at full strength. They are a team that, you know, maybe we look back and say, ooh, pick seventh or whatever. That was way too low for this team because probably one through one through six, but not take anything away from anybody else. But they're they're really good. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Miami 79, Georgia 67. Kind of what I expected. So it's hard to be disappointed. But this was an opportunity for Georgia to maybe take a, a step up and it just didn't happen. Yeah, just real quickly, because I know people are watching or listening to this, but we're we're not going to be able to get into every single game. Um, we are going to kind of lump some of these together at the end, because otherwise we may go an hour here. And we know it's a football Saturday, and uh, a lot of people are getting ready to watch games and all that, although this slate, come on, Chris, give me a break. Um, Georgia, Tennessee may beg to differ, but... That's about it. Uh, well, South Carolina, Kentucky, too, but... Yeah, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um... Miami. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about the real South Carolina and Kentucky in a second. Uh, so Miami, I told you, I thought Miami starting five. I'd put them up against a lot of people. 
out there. I just did not think this was a good spot for Georgia. I know some people did. I never saw it. I, you know, giving, giving out free betting advice. I said, I just don't know why this game is what six and a half or whatever it was. I I just think Miami's just a better team. Um, You know, Georgia's done some good things so far, but I just don't think they're to a level of a, of a Miami just yet. And like I said, I, I look at that starting five for Miami and they are, they are the real deal. Um, you know, once again, all five of them score in double figures. They all do a little bit of something different. Um, they're just fun to watch. And so I, I think Miami is a legitimate, you know, they are a top 10 team, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, what well, is a 20 point game with eight minutes to go? You just never felt like Georgia could get to that next gear. And I, I just, you know, like most teams, this is a team that's still a work in progress, especially when you're playing these kind of teams and right. And give Georgia credit. They played probably one of the toughest schedules anybody in the sec so far. They played Oregon, Wake Forest and Miami. Now, um, you know, that's three of their first four games. So yeah, I mean, so I think they got Providence up next, which is not an easy game. So yeah, I mean, I, I think Georgia can get there and just don't think they're there yet. So we, we disappointed in the Alabama offensive performance last night. You know, here's what I said on Twitter. <clears throat> It's really a shame that you, you, you score 100 straight points and what, how many games was it? Three? Three. Yeah. And then you come out and have a lackluster performance like this where you only put up 98 against Mercer. You know, I mean, you talk about a team that needs to get in gear. Come on, Alabama. You only scored 98 in this game. So, like I said on Twitter, 31-point lackluster win is just it's not going to cut it in SEC play. Now, of course, I'm joking. Um, this team's not scoring. Revenge game anymore. though for that loss in what was it, 2008? I don't know. But pointed out on Twitter, they they've now scored 90, so 90 or more points in four games. Like that's pretty wild. Um, yeah. So offensively, we didn't have a lot of questions coming into the season, but uh, any questions anyone did have, they are answering that emphatically. So far, defensively, I think you're seeing the improvement. Again, opponent matters, but. You're seeing some of those things. They're doing better. You know, just watching some of those possessions last night. You see more consistency. You see more kind of chemistry on that end of the floor. We always talk about, like, chemistry on offense, but especially defense and guys in the right spots. And, you know, you've got all those things kind of connecting. And so, yeah, I mean, Alabama is – they're a juggernaut right now on offense, which, you know, you're never surprised to say for an 8-0 team. But, man, this team is – they are rolling right now. Um I'm just kind of thinking, I mean, remember, they scored 98 points, and Grant Nelson had five. Had five, yep. Five points. So, uh, again, I, I'm not saying this is the best Mercer team out there, but it, it still, I mean, they're they're just rolling right along right now, are the tide. And, um, yeah, so now, again, we talk about step up in competition, play Ohio State. Uh, what is it, next Friday? Yeah. And then, you know, that's when their schedule starts to really step up. Where you got a Clemson on there, you got Purdue, you got Creighton, you got Arizona. <laughs> I mean, wow. So those are going to be fun when you get that stretch of games where they're playing, you know, Purdue, Creighton, and Arizona. So the tide rolling right along. So another good win for Auburn. Yeah. The Tigers on the other part of Alabama. Now under the Tiger, Tiger section of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I said I wanted to see Auburn come out and take care of business because I thought they should have against Bonaventure, and and they did. What do you know? Uh, again, they're up 20 in the second half, and 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Broom just keeps doing his thing, and that's that's what they need. As long as he's there every game, he's going to give a chance to to beat anybody and, um, you know, hit eight threes. And I think overall we talked about with Auburn, it's the defensive stuff, right? And it's the being consistent on that side of the floor. And I think, again, they'll, they'll get there. There are still some of those things. But, um, you know, I just – yeah, like I think Auburn – I always say it's like these kind of games right here can tell you a lot because this is the kind of game they should have won by, you know, probably 15 or so. Uh, and they did, you know, they won the game by 17 points. Notre Dame, they should have beat Notre Dame the way they did. And and that's exactly what they did. You know, they didn't just let teams kind of hang around. They went out the the better team, the more talented team overall, and they just sort of took it to the opponent. And yeah, so I, I think, we're seeing it now, like just having an Aiden Holloway only scored eight points in this game, but like he is, can be a difference maker. Denver Jones can be a difference maker. Um, and they, they've got depth too, right? Like, I mean, you've got, I mean, he's playing 10 guys right now. They played 10 guys last night, 16 or more minutes. And so I think the depth on this Auburn team is very obvious. Now, again, some of those games that get out of hand, but still, I mean, I, I think they've got a lot of options to work with here. And I think that's going to wind up being, one of the strengths of this team as we get into February and March is that they've just got a lot of different guys who can contribute and, you know, other teams get in foul trouble, all those sorts of things. You can use that to your advantage. And just as long as the defense continues to to take a step in the right direction. Yep. I think Auburn is, uh, you know, going to be just fine. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gamecocks stayed unbeaten. Blake beat the Gamecocks. By five, we talked about a scenario in which they could – Maybe run the table in the, the non-conference portion, and they're 4-0 now. Forget the non-conference portion. Let's bring up the scenarios where South Carolina is just going to run the table this season because I am all in <laughs> on the Gamecocks at this point. Um, forgive me, Lamont like, Paris, every South Carolina fan. We you, you will not be number 14 in our power rankings the rest of the season. I feel confident no. in saying that. Um, now, I just may have put the jinx on you, but – yeah, you're going to move up considerably for me in my individual rankings this upcoming week. But, yeah, I mean, they, they did it again. Uh, one of those things where, I mean, this was the kind of one, I said maybe this is one where they kind of let DePaul hang around a little bit and we see what happens. It's the the Chico Carter Bowl, um, and that didn't happen. They led yeah. the entire game. They're up, again, they're up, they're in control of this game. And, I mean, I think the five-point final number is a little deceiving because – they were like, they were just in control of this game. And yeah, I mean, it is just, it is wild to sort of think about how this group is already, again, just sort of putting everything together. And so when you think about that, like they've got a good win over Virginia tech, which I, I look, the Paul's pick last in the big East. I get that. But these are the kind of wins that you got to have. If you're a program like South Carolina, because we remember where they were last year. We remember where they've been the last several years. Um, at times, right? Just inconsistent. You're struggling to really put it all together. I know it's early. I know it's four games, but this is something that a new 
newer coaching staff can build off of. And so winning close games, building that confidence in these kind of, which again, I don't know if this one was necessarily that close when you really think about it, but um, yeah, like I, I think this team has got a lot more upside than any of us gave them credit for going into the season, but that's why you play the games. You can only go off what you see on paper and, we just didn't know with this team going into the season. Um, but now that you're actually seeing them play and you're seeing what they've done in these games so far, yeah, I am my I'm buying stock in the Gamecocks right now because I think they are they are trending up and interesting game against Grand Canyon. The Bryce Tree Bowl. Although I don't think he has any connections to South Carolina. We're just gonna call it the Bryce Tree Bowl. <laughs> Where did that come one. from? Um <laughs> well, I mean, look, we got a, we got bowl games coming up soon. So we just get Chico Carter bowl with this one. We're gonna go. The Bryce Drew, well, for the, I mean, Grand Canyon's 3-0. They beat San Francisco last night. So, interesting game uh, there in that one coming up. So, can the Gamecocks get to, to 5-0? And like I said, remember the next, the upcoming schedule. They got Notre Dame at home. Which Notre Dame got a, a win that I don't know that I thought they would get against Oklahoma State. So, mm. um, they got George Washington at Clemson, at East Carolina. So, a lot of wins still out there for South Carolina in this non-conference portion. Uh, but, man, if they can get that one against Grand Canyon, look out. The Gamecocks rising fast. Actually, Bryce Drew, there's a good segue to where I was going to go next, and I'll see if you can guess it. I have no idea. Oh, come on. Ole Miss. I mean, we already talked about Vanderbilt. Oh, Ole Miss. That was just mean, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Now, if they lost to Sam Houston, I'd give you the credit for that, but I can't do that. Um, I told you I thought this was one that Sam Houston could win. And uh, it was, and, yeah. It was right there. You can talk about a team that's played close games. My goodness. Um, back-to-back now, two games, 70-69, 70-67. Even the Eastern Washington game was a little bit close. Um, I felt like, yeah, because Eastern Washington led in the second half in that game. But I don't know. I mean – Here's the thing, right? I mean, we talked about earlier. Arkansas just lost a game at home to somebody you know, they probably shouldn't have lost to. Ole Miss 4-0. It hadn't been pretty, but they've won every game no. at this point. And so, you know, we, we can kind of knock them for saying they, you know, they can be tough to watch right now and all that, but that's not un- unusual. It's not really changed what we thought about them. Like, this is kind of what we thought they'd be, especially early. Now, again, they're going to be a team that competition starts to take a step up. Um, but I mean, what they got home games against NC State, Memphis. They got to go to UCF. Uh, they got the game at Temple next Wednesday. So yeah, this is now is where you start to learn a lot more about Ole Miss. Are they going to be able to find ways to win some of these games when the offense just isn't clicking all the time? Um, we'll see. I mean, they're going to get better defensively. We know that. Offensively, I think we'll see definitely work in progress. But yeah, I mean, I. I don't want to knock them too much because I know some of these games have been close, but like I said, they are winning these games. Whereas there are other SEC teams that have lost some of these games. They shouldn't lose. So they're four. zero. that's about all I got on Ole Miss right now. Well, and it still feels weird watching Alan Flanagan play for them, but between he and Morrell, it's a team that I think there's more upside and you just kind of outlined that Jamarian Sharp gives him a dimension. A lot of teams don't have. I mean, I think there's certainly and and, Anytime Chris Beard is coaching you, this is going to be true too. But I think there's is underwhelming as the four and zero start has been there. I feel, I feel like there's more for them, even if they don't have some of the guys they thought they'd have coming in. Yeah, well, I 
put Ole Miss in a category of teams I'm not ultimately making a decision on just yet because I yeah. think it's I think it's still going to be a struggle for them to get to the NCAs. I'm not sure if there's enough. No, there, but I, I mean don't. it wouldn't be the craziest thing either. I mean Flanagan has played a lot of ball in this league. He's playing. It feels like more at a, a pre-injury level at this point. I don't know if that's fair or not, but that's that's a difference maker for them if he is. Yeah, and that's where I think of Brandon Murray to go with Flanagan and Morrell and break. A, they would be an NCAA tournament team, but right now I don't know. All right, let's let's round it out here. We've got Texas. We said we weren't going to go through every game, but I think we've only got like three left now. So, oh well, I know. I mean, let me just quickly give you some thoughts. Kentucky, we haven't mentioned them yet. Um, Probably should because they scored 101 against Stonehill. Um, And listen, I just want everybody to remember who the first people to jump on the Reed Shepard train was. Um, Not the bus that's reserved for the Mus crew, but the Reed Shepard train. We were all in on him. We started talking about him in the summer, and then once we saw him play, we were like, uh-oh, this guy, look out, because he is going to possibly be one of the most important players to any team in the SEC. I said on Twitter the other day, if I am drafting a seven-man rotation of SEC basketball players, he's in there. Like, if I'm just Ooh. building a team, I'm not necessarily looking for the most talented team not one through best, seven, but, but yeah. guys that you have to have on the floor. And I, I don't like we shouldn't be saying like, we shouldn't be knocking his talent and we're not. But like the point is, he is a winner. Like he is a guy that you have to have on the floor. And I would want him in my rotation. Give me six other guys and give me him. I feel pretty good about myself. Um, he does a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah, like he does a lot of stuff that doesn't even still up in the stat sheet. Yet last night he had 25 points, seven assists, um, seven three steals, two blocks. At two blocks. Like only played 26 minutes. He is just. Something else. I'll tell you who else is something else. Rob Billingham something else, too. Yeah. Um, You know, once again. That, that little outburst against Kansas was just something to watch in the first half the other night. Yeah. I mean, he hits three threes again. Uh, You know, three threes, four threes, a three, two. So, like, he's he's consistently giving them outside production, uh, which, by, remember, they go 17 to 32 in this game from three. Kentucky's hitting 17 threes. There ain't nobody in the country that's beating them now. They're probably going to get better defense, um, you know, in, in most cases, I would think. But, yeah, uh, still, I I watched this and I just thought, man, Kentucky, it's there. They just need to get everybody back. And once they have their full team at their disposal, I'm telling you, this team can be Final Four good. Like, they, they really can. Like, just seeing some of these guys, some of these freshmen, what they're already doing, they can get there. Um I know people are going to say, well, we've said that year after year, but I'm just telling you, this team's got something that I think some of these previous teams do not have not had. And remember, we haven't even seen the full team yet. So, yeah, don't, don't, don't run away from Kentucky just yet, folks. I'm telling you, after the Kansas game, don't do it because they are, they, they can get there. They're, they're that good. So, Texas and Ambitor Roberts, uh, Isaac McBride, who's played at Kansas and Vanderbilt, gave, ORU 27 points. Not not the greatest performance for AM, but Henry Coleman just keeps standing out to me. Remember, he was a guy that went to Duke out of high school and he gives them 19 and 10. That's I think the third or fourth straight really good game he's had where the numbers have been in that range. And he's not a guy that we spent a lot of time talking about preseason. It was more Wade Taylor, Boots Radford, the, the bench, and those guys. But if Henry Coleman the third takes his game up, 
a level the way he has earlier. That makes a team that I thought was going to challenge for the league title anyway already tougher. Well, and here's why, is there's no Julius Marble there. Yeah. And we had kind of grouped those two guys together. Um, yeah, but Col- Coleman was always the better player of the two, though. True, but I just mean in terms of like their front court rotation. Like, okay, now it's sort of a scenario where I think by virtue of him, which I mean they've had when Levesque's been there, he started. I think I don't know if he started every game, but, but like you just think about how it kind of changes some of the things you have to do. And yes, Coleman's still the guy that is going to get the most attention in that duo, but. I think it's just we saw them kind of play off each other at times last year and those kind of things. And so, yeah, I mean, look at I mean, at 19 and 10, 13 and 15, 20 and 11 last three games. So, yeah, I mean, it's if he's playing like that, you know, that does kind of give you the the front court presence you need. Like you said, we talk all about the guards and the, the play on the perimeter and those guys. But if he's doing those kind of things. They're going to be in really good shape. So. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those things like with A&M, you just don't really expect them to go out and just, you know, completely demolish teams by 40 or anything. Uh, and, and that's kind of, I mean, they beat Ohio state by seven, they beat SMU on the road by 13, they beat Oral Roberts by eight, but like, these are not bad teams. So, you know, some of them have been close games. I get it, but they're going to defend. They've been defending their offense. They're taking care of the ball. Um, Coleman's playing well. Yeah, A&M's got a lot of those tools you need to make a deep run in March. Um, but, man, you talk about schedules too, right? Like they got Penn State as part of, I think, some kind of – again, I, I can't keep up with all these tournaments. Um, so they played on Thanksgiving. They got to go to Virginia on the 29th. Uh, they got Memphis at home on December 10th. They got Houston on December 16th. We talked about how better their schedule is this year yeah, last than it was year a season ago. Pitiful. Well, and they got – blown out in some of those games too didn't help against lesser teams but yeah so like i think this is exciting for a&m because they've got the kind of team that should be playing these kind of games and so now we're about to see it for pretty good stretch here they got the ball in there too but uh yeah so i'm i'm excited about this a&m team and kind of seeing how they fare against again teams that virginia memphis houston those kind of games all right we've we've gone this far uh, we said we weren't going to talk about all these games, but picking up this is probably talking. a good segue, like construction wise, going into what we're about to talk about with this other. I wasn't sure if that was construction to your dog, but anyway, uh, LSU needed somebody to step up. In this case, it was Derek Fountain, and we said LSU really had to get this one against North Texas, and it did not by much, but but it's a win. We somehow went through every game again, folks. Um, shocker, I know we always say we're not going to do it, we're just going to we try to just you know. Try to be like, all right, we don't want to. My, my man, he loves his basketball. He, it's just, no, no it's just, look, you cut man. him open. He bleeds little tiny basketballs. And we spent 10 minutes talking about Arkansas to start this thing. I know it's going to upset some people, but you know what? We got a lot of people on the must bus here. And as you can hear, there's a lot of people just With the must bus gassing up. In your sorry. Garage. This is, this is why we should not have um, gone through every game because now we're getting the, the consequences of that. Uh, yes, LSU. A win is a win at this point. Get, give, give me a win in any way, shape, or form, and you'll take it. So give LSU credit because that was tough, right? The way they lost that game to Dayton, they'd come off the game against Nichols. That's tough to mentally just bounce back and be ready the next day. Like, this is the kind of games we're playing in now. We're playing tournaments day after day after day, those kind of settings. And so, yes, like 
give LSU credit. They won the game. Will Baker stepped up. We talked, I mentioned that. Like, you know, we they need consistency, right? Will Baker had 16, Jordan Wright had 12. Uh, Derek Fountain, as you mentioned, um, they they just Baker and Wright they need to be on their game every game if they're going to have a chance. So there you go. And there's your like there's Are they the final, hot air balloons in your garage. That's I mean, what it sounds just, like from here. I sorry LSU, you just happen to be the team that got. But there's nothing we can do about it. So, anyways, I'll let Chris carry the rest of the way here. If I, if I gave you the chance, you would you would come on on Sunday morning and do a full breakdown of Mississippi State and Washington State, and, and then the same thing on Missouri and Jackson State, wouldn't you? Well, Missouri and Jackson State, of course. Well, that's that's, that's right, Mississippi unfair. State. I mean, I don't know about that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Chris Jans, the fighting Chris Jans, they we'll see what happens in that game, but they look good too. I think power ranking is going to be interesting next week. Yeah. Very staff power rankings. I know some of you got upset last week, especially with Alabama. Some people just rank Alabama lower. I'm just telling you. Oh, we heard about it on Alabama. We did. Alabama's going to, hey, don't blame me. I had Alabama higher than I think everybody else, but Alabama's going up some more this week. So, um, tell you us going up the Gamecocks. South Carolina game caps are going up in my power rankings, but it's going to be interesting to see where we slot all these teams. I'm curious. I don't think Washington state, Jackson state, nothing super significant about those teams. I'm just trying to cover our bases before we get to the rest of the weekend games. No, Washington state's okay. Top hundred in the computers. I think Jackson state is a, I want to say a swag favorite for whatever that's worth. Maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm just, yeah. You got that. You got Georgia Providence on Sunday. Wake Forest LSU. Um, oh, I forgot Wake Forest and LSU play. Um, Missouri Jackson That's State, Sunday? South Carolina Grand Canyon. So, Okay. Well, we'll be here to talk about it. Uh, we've got to have you covered wall-to-wall on SEC basketball. We're going to have that on football. Quite literally, wall-to-wall here with construction. <laughs> the walls are moving at Blake's home. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I knew you couldn't help yourself, and you knew it too. I'm muted. <laughs> He's muted himself to <laughs> to protect him from himself. All right. Um, yeah, thank you for watching, listening, whichever way you got us here. God bless you all. Have a great weekend. Thank you for watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.